Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. I am your host, Mark Ellis, and I am boarding a plane, and I have my tray table up, and I am taking flight solo today. That's right. The little teenage bird is flying from the nest for the first time because Jacqueline Coley is on assignment. Sometimes it's a more mysterious assignment than other times. All I can tell you all is this is that there's a big movie coming out and Jacqueline's doing a lot of coverage for it. That's all that I'm allowed to say. Maybe next week, if she joins us, she can tell us what she's doing. Or if she's still on next week, I'll have a little more information, but that's neither here nor there because we may be down at Jacqueline Coley, but we're up not just a special guest today. We're also up a producer or in our show, Produce C, who's going to be contributing to the program today because we're talking about some Brad Pitt movies that may or may not have been wrongfully labeled as rotten, according to the tomato meter. Three Brad Pitt legendary movies from 1994 to 2004. That's what we're going to be covering here today. So each of us took a Brad Pitt movie that is rotten, according to the tomato meter. What's interesting is that all three of these Brad Pitt movies are fresh according to the audience score. It's almost like the audience is seeing something in these movies or maybe six somethings that are in between the waist and chest area that the critics aren't seeing in terms of Brad Pitt and the quality of these pictures. So the movies that we're going to be talking about in no particular order are Legends of the Fall, Meet Joe Black, and Troy. Legends of the Fall from 1994, Meet Joe Black from 98, and Troy from 2004. I actually know Meet Joe Black came out in November of 98. Do you want to know why? You're going to find out in just a sec. But first, let's bring in Producey Lucy here. So Producey Lucy, you are here and we we were kind of spitballing how to do a Brad Pitt episode. We knew that Jacqueline was going to be out. We know that Jacqueline dearly loves Brad Pitt, especially when he is in a Quentin Tarantino movie fixing stuff on a roof. Um, you are probably a Brad Pitt fan, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm a Brad Pitt fan. My husband, Aaron, and I both have the same level of crush on him. We Mm. not only think he's one of the most beautiful specimens (laughs) to grace our earth, but actually one of, I, I, you know, it's taken me years to get here, but I think he's one of the best actors we've ever had. I love him. I don't think it took you years to get, I think it might've taken him years to get there, but now (laughs) he is there. And I, I think he's a great actor, Academy Award winner now. So, um, yeah. you and Aaron, that's, that's each other's, uh, sort of, uh, hall pass is Brad Pitt. Oh, so that's yeah. going to work well 
for y'all's relationship. Um, who I want to bring in now is our very special guest who I've been dear friends with for a long time. I knew her first as Janine Dabeen, and that's actually how you can follow her on Twitter, where she's doing a bunch of great stuff. You may know her as Janine the Machine from her exploits in the movie Trivia Schmodown. She's one of the great competitors in the history of the movie Trivia Schmodown, and now you can find her as one of the hosts at the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. It is Janine Bryce, our very special guest today. Janine, it is so great to see you and to talk about movies with you under, I would say, less pressurized circumstances than you and I are used to. Pretty excited for that and <laughs> excited we're talking Brad Pitt. He definitely made the high school binder. So, you know, I am a fan. <laughs> Uh, great actor for sure. He's a risk taker, whether it be eating on camera, you know, just kind of going with it, uh, trying a weird accent, which we will probably talk about today. Uh, he just goes for it. So I really appreciate that about him. Don't, I, I, Lucy, at some point, I'm going to have to sneak some sort of movie trivia here at the end for Janine and, and, and you can play as well. So I lose. I automatically lose. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all seem like some pretty big Brad Pitt stands. And there's obvious reasons why folks would be fans of Brad Pitt. But then there's also the movies themselves, which we're going to get into and break down. So the way that we usually do it here on Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. Not every week, but we usually like to give you a synopsis, particularly if it's a movie that maybe not everyone has seen. And for these three movies, they vary in popularity as far as Brad Pitt canon goes. And I would have to say that, Janine, I think the movie that you selected for this episode is probably the best known of the three as far as like Brad Pitt mythology, right? Yes. This is kind of his big introduction into leading man status, I'd say. And so your, what is your movie? And just give us a quick log line as to what it's about. Uh, I'm talking about Legends of the Fall from 1994. Um, very romantic Brad Pitt in this film. It follows the Ludlow family in 1900s uh, Montana on this big sweeping ranch. And uh, some division happens in the family dealing with loss and love and and lots of drama. So Love, loss lots. and drama. And part of that drama lots. is that it didn't quite make it too fresh on the tomato meter, 58% rotten. So it's nice. so, so cool. It's right in that space balls range. Um, Producing Lucy, your movie. Oh, yeah. Your, oh. What's your Brad Pitt movie and what is it oh. about? Troy, my friends. Now, if you've read <laughs> the Iliad and the Odyssey, which I have not, you're going to be good to go about what this movie is about because it's ultimately about Achilles, the famous greatest warrior of all time who went to Troy. To Troy to actually help get Helen back. In the movie, we have Agamemnon, who's played by Succession's Brian Cox with the most stellar wig of all time. His brother, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name, is played by Brendan Gleeson. And ultimately, Brendan Gleeson's character, it's like Melanis or something. Melanie. Menela. Yes, Menelaus. There we go. She's got me. So his wife is Helen. She gets taken by my least favorite character in the whole movie, Paris played by Orlando Bloom and his brothers Hector, and they are the princes of Troy. So next thing you know, Agamemnon and Menelaus are going to go fight in Troy, but Achilles works for Agamemnon and doesn't want to. And it's a bunch of hot, sweaty men, both literally and figuratively, on the beaches of Troy in Grecian leather, you know, looking nice while they stab each other's eyes out. 
And ultimately, Achilles' biggest goal in life is to be remembered through the ages. So even though he dies at the end of the movie in a really lame way by my least favorite character, Paris, a.k.a. Orlando Bloom, worst actor ever, um, we do, in fact, remember his name. So it's incredible. And the only thing missing from the movie is Phil the satyr from Disney's animated Hercules. That's my only complaint. (laughs) And that's it. That's the movie. That, I mean, look, it, it's a lot to break down Troy. And so I'm not going to I'm not going to beat up on producing Lucy too hard for having a, an in-depth synopsis, because that Sorry. is you're taking the, the, the entire Iliad and trying to break it down like many a high school student it's has failed to do. Oh, so yeah. I yeah. feel like that was not just a great coverage of the movie Troy, but also of like it, that was a good eighth grade book report. And I think I'd give you like at least a B plus to yes. say that like you read the Iliad. So my Thank movie for reasons um, about the film itself and also other reasons, is Meet Joe Black. And that came out in 98, and it is sandwiched in between. Uh, Actually, no, this is the worst-rated movie of any of the three we're talking about today. Shocking. Troy is 53%, so that's at least fresh adjacent. Meet Joe Black is 45% rotten, and this is the story of death, but death has never looked better this is a sexy grim reaper and it's played obviously by brad pitt who falls in love with claire forlani and uh wouldn't you know it she's a human and so he sort of wants to strike up this romance and so he uses her daddy played by anthony hopkins's bill as a conduit sort of unwittingly so but there's some things that bill maybe can use joe for and joe can use bill for and so that's sort of our adventure and i say adventure very loosely because this movie is about three hours and (laughs) boy do you feel the three hours but should that mean that it's 45 percent rotten that's what we're getting into today here on the show so we got lucy we got janine we got me and now we have Tim Ryan, our expert review curation manager, who is going to take us through what the critics were saying about these three movies at the time of their release, at the decade of their release. So, Brian, hit the music. Two minutes Tim. All right, today we're going to discuss three movies that all drew mixed reviews from the critics, but still helped to solidify Brad Pitt's status as one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Let's do this in chronological order. Legends of the Fall from 1994 is rotten at 58% on the tomato meter with 57 reviews, and it has an 87% audience score. Meet Joe Black from 1998 is rotten at 45% with 49 reviews, and it has an 81% audience score. Anne Troy from 2004 is rotten at 53% with a 73% audience score. And for the record, the best-reviewed Brad Pitt movie is Moneyball from 2011, which is certified fresh at 94%. The worst reviewed is Cool World from 1992, which is at 4%. So what did the critics have to say about some of these rotten Brad Pitt films? In a fresh review of Troy, Sean P. Means of the Salt Lake Tribune wrote, If you feared Pitt would be too lightweight, more Pacific calm than Aegean storm, his performance here will convince you. However, in a rotten review of Legends of the Fall, Janet Maslin of the New York Times wrote, Mr. Pitt's diffident mix of acting and attitude works to such heartthrob perfection, it's a shame the film's superficiality gets in the way. So that's some Brad Pitt. I will now hand control of this podcast back to Jacqueline and Mark. Take it! It's yours! Back to you, folks. 
<laughs> ah, Tim, always peppering in the references. Thank you, Tim, for what the critics were saying at the time of the release of Legends of the Fall, Meet Joe Black, and then Troy in that order. So without further ado, let's get into movie talk. And I should introduce Brian, our engineer on this episode heretofore as Brad Pitt Stan Brian. So Brad Pitt Stan Brian, hit the music. I actually told Brian, the engineer, who who might might be contributing to this podcast if it weren't for the heroics of Lucy and Janine, I told him to at least text me his favorite Brad Pitt movie. So will he text me? We'll find out by the end of the movie talk. But let's start here. Let's just think about Brad Pitt in general. Janine, when did Brad Pitt first come across your radar? And do you have like a favorite, favorite Brad Pitt movie of all time? Probably the movie that really kind of got my attention with him was probably Seven. Yep, uh, yep. So that's yes. kind of a favorite of mine. Uh, also love Interview with a Vampire. It was kind of this whole him and Tom Cruise and this rivalry for for my heart <laughs> at the time. Uh, so yeah, Interview with a Vampire and, and and Seven were kind of the the mainstays for me really discovering Brad Pitt. Yeah, Lucy, it's it's like Brad Pitt had those those two lives in the early to mid 90s where everybody discovered him in the early 90s is like, oh, it's that sexy guy from Thelma and Louise or he like pops up in true romance. And then you actually get to see him act in movies that Janine's talking about with Seven and with the interview with the vampire. And by the way, the rivalry between Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, the winner of that is obviously Christian Slater. Thank you. (laughs) He's also an interview with the vampire. I want to give. C. Slate. Oh, Christian. His, we need a Christian Slater episode, but that's neither here nor there. Lucy, I know you're a Brad Pitt fan as well. When did Brad Pitt yes. first come across the Lucy meter? So my earliest memory of watching Brad Pitt was actually the movie, and this is this will paint a picture for young Lucy's little life here, was the movie <laughs> California. Yeah. <laughs> where he's like the murderer. With a K. <laughs> so dark. California with a K. So that's my first memory of it. And I remember being... First off, like drawn in by him, just like physically, because how could you not be? But then the movie really messing with me because I was like, wait, this man is really frightening. And I I don't know if I have a favorite Brad Pitt film. Ultimately, if he's in a movie, I'm going to love it. Another early memory, I watched the movie A Devil's Own, where he plays an IRA terrorist, ultimately. Um, And... And he has a terrible accent in that film. It's with Harrison Ford. He comes to the United States and stays with Harrison's family. It's very strange. Um, and I find that he often dies in his films. But I think A Devil's Own might just for nostalgia reasons be one of my favorite movies, even though I know it's not like one of his best performances. Well, you get to see him and Harrison Ford. I mean, nobody's going to complain yeah. about that in the same way the interview with the vampire. Yeah, it's cool to see vampires trolling around New Orleans, but it's also oh, awesome yeah. to see like Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise together. For me, I I, yeah. I remember Cool World trailers. I remember like hearing yes. about this movie Cool World, Cool World, and thinking like, is this the next Roger Rabbit? I and had a poster of Cool World. <laughs> you had a you had, did did you see the movie? I've never seen it. I, I did. It's, it's it's weird and not good, but yeah. I don't know. I just it was Brad Pitt and he was gorgeous and oh cartoons and doing crazy things, scandalous it's the, things. It's the movie that taught us <laughs> that you can take live action and animation and blend it, and it doesn't always mean it's going to be Who Framed Roger Rabbit or even Space yeah. Jam. Sometimes you just miss the mark. Um, I can't remember the first time I liked Brad Pitt. I, I can say that was Ocean's Eleven because, you know, there's just this thing when you're in Ooh, yeah. school and middle school to high school, every girl 
Janine loved Legends of the Fall. If they made Legends of the Fall <laughs> Trapper Keepers, every girl in seventh through 10th, 11th, 12th grade would have had them. And so I think just instinctively guys are like, oh, that's what the girls are into. I'm going to go over here and watch I don't the Bruce Willis and Sylvester Stallone blow stuff up. So I was never into Legends of the Fall, but watching this movie, I see the appeal of it, not just from like a Brad Pitt is sexy standpoint, but like why, why, why is Legends of the Fall your movie that you think that folks need to check out? Maybe has been done an injustice on the tomato meter. Um, it's a very simple story, but uh, with Edward Zwick directing, it feels very epic and grand and sweeping. Um, there's so much to look at. You're on this beautiful ranch. You see like the snow-capped mountains and the hills and, and the cliffside. So it's a gorgeous romantic setting in general. Um, Brad Pitt gets like three epic like entrances in this movie <laughs> so I, you know i get the appeal for every teenage girl at the time um and it's a heartbreaking story uh i'm a huge fan of romance i can find romance in any story like troy there's so much going on but my beeline is like the briseis and achilles romance so like that's you know, what captured my heart, the whole twist and the drama of, of her kind of coming between these brothers. Um, so, yeah, the soapiness of it is totally my totally my vibe. So, uh, yeah, just the soapy drama, the sweeping epic of it all. It's kind of giving you several genres, history, a war film, a romance film, a dramatic film. So you're getting a lot with this movie. So definitely. I don't know why it's so low. It's, it's great. And Edward Zwick has like his other films are pretty high. Like I think Glory is like 94 percent and Last Samurai is like 63 percent. So, you know, he's a great director. I'm not sure why his uh, this his historical film like his others just is so low. I'm glad you hit on that because, Lucy, if you look at the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes, and I was looking at some of the reviews at the time from Legends of the Fall, every one of them is praising Edward Zwick as a director because, like Janine said, he does make this movie feel so epic and so huge, even though at its heart, it, it's, it, it's, it's a soap opera. Right. I agree with everything that you guys are saying. And, and I think what, what's interesting to me is, and the thing that captured me, okay, I'm a basic girl in a lot of ways. I was very, I'm very taken by um, three very handsome men, Aiden Quinn, Aiden Quinn, uh, Anthony Aiden Hopkins. Yeah. Oh, and, and Brad Pitt. Sorry, Henry Thomas. You're not my type, but um, I was pulled in. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Elliot. Yeah. Sorry, baby. Phone ET home, boy. Elliot. <laughs> Go home. All right. Go on that spaceship with him at the end of the movie and we'll be fine. Um, sorry. No, I'm just kidding. But I think the same things kind of pulled me into that film. And it's confusing why critics didn't like it, because I believe it was also Oscar nominated three times, yeah. one for Best Cinematography. And I really do love sort of sweeping epic films, you know. Um, and this one, I mean, it really does have everything. So you're kind of like, what? I don't understand, like, why the critics hated it in particular. And it's like, was it Brad Pitt that they hated or, you know, because he always had to kind of rebrand himself because he was always taken as like the pretty boy. But he actually is a yeah. killer in it. He's a good yes. actor in this movie. Aiden Quinn is incredible. I believe everybody's relationship. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal is ultimately. 
I think that with Brad Pitt and with Legends of the Fall, if you go back to 94, where he was is I think that particularly in the 90s, we like to put movie stars in a box where it's like you're either this or you're that, but you can't be everything. And so because he wasn't yet a full fledged movie star, I think a river runs through it might have been the closest thing to like the you know, the, the big time movie that, that he was in. But that was also a similar feel. Like I, I would get A River Runs Through It and Me Legends too. of the Fall confused sometimes <laughs> yeah. where it's like, wait, is that from this movie or from that uh, movie? That one, yeah. Janine, what's the scene that's separate? What's the scene that you could put on in Legends of the Fall? And you're like, oh, okay, now I know I'm not watching River Runs Through It and I know I'm watching <laughs> Legends of the Fall. Like, like, what's your favorite scene to go back and revisit in that movie? Well, I did mention several epic entrances that, this character that his character Tristan makes in this movie. Um, One of them involves rushing in with a herd of wild horses. Uh, But probably the first entrance, the first time we see the character of Tristan played by Brad Pitt in this movie, he's coming over this hill. He's just killed an animal. So he's bringing his fresh kill. He's about to meet his youngest brother's fiance. And it's kind of the click of chemistry between Uh, the character Susanna played by Julia Ormond and uh, Tristan and how Edward Zwick kind of frames it. He cuts everyone out of the frame. So you're just kind of locked on the two of them and the looks they're giving each other. And I'm totally living for it. And just that gif of him just, you know, pulling his hat in the water, kind of sprinkling up like it's perfect. So just the introduction, the first introduction of that character is very memorable for me. Yes, Lucy, I loved hearing you uh, be a big supporter <laughs> like I am of, of Brad Pitt. Sure. But Aiden Quinn is oh. so underrated as a as a performer. Oh. He's been He's in so everything. He's been around for years. He was great Benny in Benny June. and June. Yes. Thank you. The Proclaimers. And, and he's That's also so great in this. I mean. <laughs> It, he's the guy never misses Aiden. And I'm not no. just saying that because he's in the Wake Forest based movie, the fifth quarter, which I'm sure you can check out on. I don't know. Maybe Hallmark <laughs> has a streaming channel, but you get like the harsh winters in this movie and you get the actual wars in this movie. And it feels like Aiden Quinn is just the leader of this pack. Yes. Oh yeah. And, and I think too, you know, I, He does so well in this film because I kind of hate him the whole time. And I don't know if other people feel that way, (laughs) but I really wanted Susanna and Tristan to get together. Julia Ormond and Brad Pitt's characters. It's like, you know, the, you know, and and then they end up together. And I was just like, you bastard. And she killed herself because of you. And you also feel bad for him. You also feel kind of bad for him because it's established early on that he, that Tristan is the favorite of their father. Um, He's the golden child. And so you understand his resentment. You understand why, you know, he feels the way he does and why he does the things he does. So for me, I can kind of, the way he plays it, I, I, I'm like, oh, he's such an ass. But I also I kind of sympathize with him because well, true. of what Aiden Quinn is doing. Right. And that scene, too, I think it kind of sets it up because doesn't he, don't the actions when they're at the war, because it's Alfred is Aiden, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and then it's Henry Thomas's character. He's Samuel. Samuel. So, mm-hmm. so he ultimately, doesn't he send Samuel like accidentally to his death in the war no. scene? No. Is it like a decision of his? So Samuel's supposed to kind of stay behind and translate right. something. And Tristan goes to visit Alfred because he's been injured. And right. then they get word that 
someone who was supposed to take a message couldn't and Samuel volunteered and went with and while they were died. both away and oh. yes, and then he dies. He's trying he's trying to, there's a lot of family pressure. There's a lot of family pressure to be the hero so plus he saw an alien rig up a communication device <laughs> when he was a kid and he's like, "Well, I just got to get a message across state line. How hard can this be?" and yeah. it ends up being his his life. Demise, and yes. that's a great yeah. that scene too. That's one of the I think that's one of the scenes where you're like when Brad Pitt's like holding like, uh, and you're just like, okay, this movie slaps. And uh, another one too, I think that's so good. And you're just devastated is the death of Isabel too. Oh my gosh. You know, it's accidental yes. and Brad's reaction. This is where I'm like, Brad Pitt is so not good. just a pretty face. He's so good. Yes. And the, and the like, what's wrong? And he looks behind and he goes to her and she's just like, oh, and has a bullet here. And you know the moment it happens because the baby just starts crying. And then just, you hear, you know, her mother scream out. And yeah, it's, it's, it's totally. And the reaction of the like, it's a, the police officer guy, like the little, ga- little Banyan brothers or whatever their names. And they're, and they're just kind of like, we got to so go. So smug. And, you, oh. you're, oh. and yeah. you're like, Brad, I hope you. Kill all yes, of these people. Kill them all. Kill you know, them all. it's it's interesting y'all bring up that scene because I was going to highlight that as as my sort of parting question with this movie is: Is it a good performance by Brad Pitt? Because again, like he started out as this guy who I think a lot of people just had as like a pinup model, and then we obviously know him as an award level actor now. Every time he's in something, is he great in Legends of the Fall, or do you, are you just watching the progress of somebody learning their craft? He is great in this film. He's showing so much range and he has the opportunity to do so many different things. So you see the fun loving side of him, the adventurous side of him with his brothers and the camaraderie between the two of them. Um, you know, when Samuel goes to him for advice about his first time with Susanna yeah. and just kind of that whole conversation that you really feel he has a great scene with everybody. So that's like his scene with Samuel. He has that really uh, great scene with Alfred where, you know, Alfred's telling him he has to marry Susanna and that, you know, Alfred telling him he can't make her happy and that whole kind of uh, exchange between the two of them uh you know alfred accuses him of, of getting samuel killed and and you know that that just hits a nerve for tristan that whole scene so he has great strong scenes with every character great chemistry with every character you know he goes from this happy-go-lucky wild adventurer type guy to once samuel dies he you know feels this guilt and he sinks into this kind of madness. You know, you see him go scalp a bunch of guys after that. And um, even when he finds a little bit of solace with uh, Susanna, he kind of gets some PTSD and and just reverts back into this kind of static depression that he has to kind of take off. So the way he portrays just this range of emotions uh, and then kind of his peaceful time when he gets with Isabel too, uh, and then back to kind of this wild man again. So he, he's, he hits the gamut of so many emotions uh, mm. so early on in his career doing this movie. So I think it wasn't just a pretty face. He definitely yeah. proved a lot acting wise in this movie. He had a lot of range and did a lot of different things. And, and I believed it. it was very believable. You really felt the pain of the moments he was going through. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind. 
with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. The curse of Brad Pitt, being somebody that's that good-looking, but also, like, really loving the craft of acting and having to kind of prove, like, I'm not actually just here to look nice. And yeah. I think he's, but he's got really... a good cry face. A lot of people don't have a oh, good cry he face. Does. He does. Who can sexy cry like that? Not, not like, this guy. I've seen myself in the mirror. It's not good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm horrible. I turn into a tomato and my face swells. It's horrible. But it's just like, let me come comfort you, Brad. Don't shed that. Yes, definitely be tear. like Susanna kissing his head and holding him. And, oh, <laughs> it's okay, darling. It's okay. So it oh, feels like, so I, I think I know Janine's answer. Lucy, are you on the, the Janine wagon where it's like, no, this is definitely a movie that has been done and injustice by the tomato meter that it should be fresh? Yes. This is so wrong. This score, I agree yes. with the audience score for sure. This okay. movie, I mean, and, and even like the Academy recognizing it or, you know, nominating it three times. It's like, hello, you know, these are people that are like, what the hell? Critics. What were they? Oh, they just had a bad day score. when they saw the screening. I, they must the, have. the thing that, that surprised me when seeing this movie, I, I couldn't even tell you if I'd seen this movie start to finish until prepping for this episode, is how it does. It's not just like a, a sort of sugar-coated fairy tale about war and, oh, these brothers going off to war together. It, it does show the horrors of war, how war sticks yeah. with you long after the battles are done. And again, 87% on the audience score. So this is the highest rated movie, according to both the tomato meter and the audience score of the three pictures we're talking about today. And so it also gives us a very easy transition into the next movie because Meet Joe Black also stars not just Brad Pitt, but also (laughs) Sir Anthony Hopkins. (laughs) And so this is the movie that I brought to the conversation, not to bore everybody, but because... I celebrate this movie for two reasons. One, the movie itself, I feel like, was a big swing. I'm not sure if it connected the way that it was hoping to do, but I like the idea. I think this is cooler than, like, a city of angels, where it's easy to be an angel who meets Meg Ryan and falls in love with her. You're freaking death, man. You are the grim reaper. We're talking the seventh seal. We're talking Bill and Ted's bogus journey. You are the oh, yeah. the epitome of what it means to cross over into the next life. If there is one and death would know that better than I would. But this death is like, you know what? I kind of am sweet on somebody now. And I was really inspired by Anthony Hopkins. And if there's a guy to inspire death to want to do something different with his existence, probably is going to be the words of Anthony Hopkins. And so Anthony Hopkins is talking to to his daughter about, hey, hey, don't, you know, lightning's going to strike and you're going to meet that somebody. Well, lightning did strike and boy, did it ever because now death is falling for and death now as as Anthony Hopkins clumsily gives the name, this is Joe Black, who's now on earth and is like, I'm going to give this thing a shot very clumsy it's kind of like me at a dinner party he's all thumbs can't really use a fork or a knife all that well but he can make love with the best of them so um oh my gosh it it, it becomes this very long-winded sort of romantic diatribe but i think there's a lot to take out of meet joe black 
Before I turn it over to the ladies here, I do have to give you the other reason why I love talking about this movie. And it's because I paid to see this movie in 1998 (laughs) three times. And I I bet Janine knows the reason why I paid to see the movie. Um, I paid to see this movie not once. I don't even know if I stayed at all to see the actual movie. But because the trailer... For yes. Star Wars Episode One, <laughs> one. The Phantom Menace was attached <laughs> to meet this. Joe <laughs> Black. And so it was either right before Thanksgiving or during Thanksgiving weekend when me and it wasn't just me, folks. A lot of people went to go see Meet Joe Black so they could get the first look in the theater of the new Star Wars movie. And I'm going to say best eight to ten bucks I spent that entire fall because, man, that's still one of my favorite trailers of all time. Every legend oh, has nice. a, has a beginning. Every story has a whatever first step. It's great. Every journey has a first step. So that's another reason why I meet Joe Black. Just kind of gives me the feels. Um, <laughs> did I watch the Phantom Menace trailer again before Meet Joe Black this time? No, I didn't because oh. I didn't want because Meet Joe Black had to follow that for three times, and I thought that was unfair to do to the Grim Reaper and Anthony Hopkins and the Claire Forlani. So I do find redeeming qualities with this movie. I think it's better than a forty-five percent of the Tomato Meter. I would put it right around Rotten Tomatoes is wrong, but I would say I'd put it right around like sixty percent. So I'm just going to get just too fresh. Janine, how do you feel about Mr. Black? Well, my brother was obsessed with this movie. He asked me to borrow some allowance so he could buy the big VHS two taper of this movie. Wow! Yeah, so um, I watched it several times growing up, and I actually, you know, me, my romantic self, loving, loving romance (laughs) films, I definitely got into it. And of course, Brad Pitt just being gorgeous, and also just having this really sweet, childlike. Uh, wonder about everything like the whole peanut butter scene is just adorable (laughs) he's just being so cute but also very kind of sophisticated um i love the score of this movie as well the music Um, was good i I will say the the music was was, is it thomas newton howard or whatever his name is thomas newman it is uh thomas newman is yeah randy newman's cousin is the composer yeah and so the music did stand out, but I also I like that you bring out that that Lucy Janine kind of references the fish out of waterness of yeah. Brad Pitt yeah. on Earth. Kind of reminded me of when we get Wonder Woman out of Temescara, and it's like you got to kind of interact in the real world. Just give me a little bit of those shades. So I kind of appreciated that. Oh my gosh, yeah, I think the peanut butter scene too. That uh, I'm just sitting there going like, "You're the most adorable little right? death in the whole world." <laughs> and then I said, "Little death." Oops. Speaking of little deaths, uh, the sex scene is. I think one of the best sex scenes ever. It, when I was younger, I, I first watched this film probably, you know, not long after it came out. Um, and then rewatching it last night. Okay, three hours. Seriously, I was yeah, like, oh, it, I don't think this movie needed to be that long. It doesn't need to be that long. It's so long. But that that that's the sex scene kind of, I, I, I was trying to figure out how I felt about it while I was watching. I was like, this is a little weird. Because, you know, and she's, she even says, Claire Forlani's Susan says like, it's like making like, love with someone for the, for the first, for the first time. time. And you're just like, okay, like that's a little weird. And then I was like, wait, you know what though? This is his first experience. I'm just gonna let it, I'm just gonna let him have it. And the way it's like shot close up on their face and his like lip is quivering and he's almost crying. Because he doesn't know what's happening to himself. He doesn't know what's happening. It never looks that cool. I know from experience, it never looks that cool. 
when it's your first time. You never have that Speak cool. Thomas Newman score isn't sweeping in while it's happening. Oh, it just yeah. in doesn't. In the pool room. It's, yeah, it's, it's that gorgeous much more naked house. gun than anything else. Oh your first time. Gosh. But and, and it, it, I, I was so upset when that scene happened and they didn't kick into the foreigner song feels like the first time. <laughs> and it was Janine. I'm sure you know this because I think one of your ace categories of many ace categories in the Schmodown was Brad Pitt movies. Martin Brest directed this movie, yes. who's famous for directing the these like sort of action comedies like Beverly Hills Cop and Midnight <laughs> Run. It's like it's an odd choice. The guy also did Scent of a Woman, so I can kind yeah. of see it. But oh, yeah. Meet Joe Black. Yeah, it. I wouldn't say it's Martin Brest's best work, but I think that he gets a lot of, out of this material, even if it took him a long time to get there. I think, you know, also I have to say the performances in this movie. So you got Brad, you've got Anthony Hopkins, who, by the way, this might be one of my favorite Anthony Hopkins movies. I know that's weird to say, but he kills it like a man knowing he's going to die. He's so good. And the tension between him and death and their agreement not to say who he is. And the fact, and, the, and then he kind of explodes at him when he finds out he's like, I'm in love with your daughter. And he's like, the fuck you are. <laughs> yeah. You know? He doesn't care. Oh, like, Brad Pitt's no. giving him all these warnings and he's, yeah. he doesn't care. Like, I was like, he's you're going to take me anyway. I don't care. And he's going to stand up to him. I love that. Yeah. I mean, did this man get nominated for an Oscar for this movie? I hope he did because, dang, he's mm. so good in it. But you know who's not so good, in my opinion? Claire Frolani starts to kind of do the her thing like a little bit more intensely throughout yeah. the whole what do you mean joe i'm just gonna joe. rely on my beauty and you know yeah. just chill over here just like what the <laughs> hell is going on over here why are, and and the whole time aaron watched it with me last night he was like her eyes it looks like she's in pain <laughs> just like joe what are you What's going on? You know, you're like, okay, get back she, to Anthony and Brad in the room. She's playing against a, basically a hot Ken doll. I don't know what she's supposed to do because it's Brad Pitt, but it's like Brad Pitt in a, with a four-year-old brain. And so you, like, I understand everything that she's feeling. She's like, this guy's so hot. I'm not going to let him go. But man, do I have a lot of clay to mold here. Yeah, oh my gosh. She- True. I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the box office for Meet Joe Black right now. And Meet Joe Black did... Uh, just under $45 million worth of business in the States. It ended up having a worldwide run of over $140 million. But there also is the footnote here that Meet Joe Black was one of the, the few films showing the first trailer for Star Wars The Phantom Menace. <laughs> of course and, they added that. <laughs> and it was reported that droves of Star Wars fans bought tickets for the film only to leave after the trailer showed. Here's the other thing you have That's to know hateful. about so 98 sad. Mark Ellis is that me and my friends went to go see this, and at the time, again, I'm much more of a uh, a more broad film appreciator than I might have been back then. We were a bunch of, of of horny teenagers. We didn't stay for the sex scene. We heard about the sex scene, but just to get to the sex scene was just too much road to plow for us. And I didn't want to be seeing them make love in a quivering lip from a first time, thinking about Darth Maul and the double sided lightsaber igniting. So Fair. I just Fair. I, I, I removed myself from the equation. But I'm going to say wow. Rotten Tomatoes is wrong, but not by much. I don't. Th- I think this oh. might be. I mean, th- <laughs> I think it's probably taken down a bit because of that. Caribbean accent. <laughs> oh my gosh, we have to talk about that. Please that do. That is crazy. Okay. Okay. What, what, you what say it, that? Janine. That was I literally so when the when the grandma, okay, you set it up because I can't. It, 
insane. <laughs> he goes to visit Claire Falani at the hospital where she works and a Jamaican woman and her daughter come in and the Jamaican woman, I guess they're, they're supposed to kind of hint that she has some sensibility to kind of tell that he is deaf. So she feels that he's an evil spirit and uh, she is talking in her you know Caribbean type accent and he replies to her with his own Caribbean accent. <laughs> And what you is then? I from that next place. You waiting here to take us? Like you're the bus driver today? No man, I on holiday. And like lingo, Caribbean type like lingo. It's and it doesn't stop and he keeps doing it no. and he kind of like keeps- raises his voice and starts doing it and my yes. eyebrows shot into my hairline. I was like, Brad Pitt oh. the risk taker. Brad Pitt the risk taker. He commits. It's I appreciate true. the commitment. I, I might have rewound it. tried it. Yeah, I, I might have watched it a couple different times because I don't know why that isn't up there with like all those embarrassing early acting performances of people. Like we should be talking about this scene more often than we do. Yes. Yes. And you know, speaking of other weird scenes, and, and it's funny because what the movie still somehow makes me feel a little emotional about when it he comes back to the hospital and she's like, please take me. Sure. I want to die. Yeah. Yeah. There's all these sort of beautiful, the movie is batshit crazy, but in my favorite <laughs> kind of way, it's unexpected. You're like, what the hell is this about? Death takes a holiday ultimately. Okay. And what's fabulous is that happens. So my eyebrows are in my hairline. And then the next then you know I'm kind of like tearing up a little bit. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, I mean, it is, it, the scenes he has with her are really sweet, and yeah. you know, this kind of understanding they have, and it's like the one person who actually kind of knows who he is that he can talk to that's not yelling at him like Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> so, like in in those aspects, like you get something out of those scenes, but it's, it's true. just it's just kind of weird. <laughs> it's really weird. I have two questions for y'all. So the opening, well, sort of the opening and the ending. So. The scene where he gets hit by the double car, like a double hit. Mm. Thoughts about that? And then at the end, did you guys cry when Anthony finally gets taken? Will Parrot? Well, I didn't. Parrot. I didn't cry, Janine. But I, I got, I got a little bit of feels in there. And as far as the yeah. the opening scene, that's why you hire Martin Brest to direct this movie because that guy knows <laughs> yeah. how to do car action. I remember first seeing that and it, it was very shocking the first yeah. time I saw this movie and, and that happened. The double because yeah you. He almost gets hit and then you kind of take a breather and then immediately. Ooh. So I I liked how they kind of subverted your your thought on that first kind of hit and then he yeah. gets the double hit. So that was very shocking. I got something out of that that first time uh, watching it. And the end, no, I didn't cry, but I definitely was emotional. I felt the emotions of that. Scene. Did your brother cry when he got it on VHS? <laughs> yeah. I-, I saw a tear. He will not admit it, but I, I saw a tear. Okay. Okay, well, hopefully he's as pretty of a crier as Brad Pitt is. Um, Lucy, I think Janine and I are on the same page where we, we, we can go. I'm not I'm not going to say fresh. I'm going to say high rotten for this movie. Are oh. you on the same page, Luce? No, this movie to me should be in the 70s. Oh, not wow. certified fresh necessary. Well, I don't know. I think this I think Rotten Tomatoes is very wrong about this score, like very, very wrong. And I I might even say it could be like 75 percent certified fresh. I wow. love this movie. Caribbean accent aside, <laughs> very awkward. But um, I do think there's there's so much more that's well done about it. There are problems, but there's so much that's well done that I think it sort of tips the scales for me. 
I, okay. I agree. I think it's a little, yeah. it's, I think it's, I would put it slightly higher than, than high rotten. I'd put it, you know, in, in maybe 60, 65 to 70 range. Okay. I mean, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that one. The one that I will <laughs> lose sleep over is listening to Producey Lucy now stump for Troy, <laughs> which is 53%. It is, the audience score is fresh. It's 73% Lucy. Troy, how do you feel about this movie? Ron Tomatoes is wrong. It okay. should be where the audience score is, which is what, again, it's like 70s or something. Um, I think this should be like low 70s, not certified fresh. But I think this movie is actually, you know, it's a Hollywood blockbuster film with Brad Pitt in it. Okay, so you're going to get basic, you know, Hollywood blockbuster tropes. We get it. Fine. Whatever. But I love historical movies. Historical with quotes around the word historical. Yeah. And... um I think why is because it's incredibly memorable. There are so many scenes that are like, I, I, I rewatched it last night as well, but I didn't really need to because I remembered so many of the scenes. One of the scenes in particular, Eric Bana and the Brad Pitt, so Achilles versus Hector duel. Oh, and it's heartbreaking yeah. because those two characters, in my opinion, are the main leads like you're rooting for both of them right so it's kind of devastating it's a beautiful fight they did it themselves they did not have stunt doubles so that's incredible um and then the sort of impact it has on achilles afterwards where he's like oh maybe i shouldn't have done that in my rage because you killed my cousin (laughs) garrett headland aka on accident yeah accident. Yeah, not realizing yeah there's just so many things like that in the movie where you're like it gets an, an emotional reaction out of me and then uh you know scenes like when Brad Pitt, so Achilles and his team of awesome merry men, I forget what they're Myrmidon. called. The Myrmidons. The Myrmidons. <laughs> the Myrmidons. Uh, they go and they ultimately have like a D-Day on the beach of Normandy, yes. but in yes. Troy. And they take over the a temple to Apollo. And then they take um, a girl captive and it's played by Rose Byrne. And eventually Brad Pitt, Achilles, has to go talk to Agamemnon, a.k.a. Brian Cox, and he's a total dick. And he's like, I stole your girl. And Brad Pitt's like, you sack of wine. And it's just things like that (laughs) that are so good. And I could just list a million things. So yes, Ron Tomatoes is wrong. Tonight, I'll have her give me a bath. And then, who knows? You sack of wine. Before my time is done, I will look down on your corpse and smile. Good is a strong word. Good is a very strong word for those scenes. I, <laughs> I, I do like seeing Brian Cox as Agamemnon as like the the literal you know I- I Greek version of uh, Logan Roy from Succession. But yeah. stealing this movie for me is Sean Bean's portrayal of Odysseus. I love seeing oh, Sean Bean in this movie. Yes. That and was he, the highlight. He doesn't die. He doesn't yeah. die, right? I know. We, we, I was waiting for it, and, and it never happened. I was like, oh, sweet. We, we get out alive here. So, Janine, for me, I, it, it's always fun to go. And this is like Brad Pitt. You talk about like a physical, um, you, you talk about like a movie star kind of prime. This is him yeah. right during that apex. And so it is fun to go revisit something like that. I just never got a lot out of these huge epics that were basically watered down versions of the, like the Iliad, the Odyssey, stuff like that. I thought that even like Gladiator, I, I, Gladiator is a really good movie. I don't hold it up there with a lot of other folks where they put the pedestal they put it on. And certainly I'm not going to do that for Troy, even though I love Wolfgang Peterson as a director for the most part. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge sword and sandal epic person, but uh, mm-hmm. I guess just the scale of this movie really grabbed me. And I, I mean, remember being a kid loving Greek mythology and reading books yeah. about it. And, you know, Hercules is my favorite Disney movie. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yes. I really got into the action of this movie. I liked that they kind of took out the mythical aspects of it, like the magical kind of things and creatures and stuff and kind of made it feel like a piece of history. So I think that's why I kind of was able to get into it more. Um, Absolutely love, love, love this scene with Peter O'Toole coming to uh, Achilles after Hector's been killed and kisses his hands. And and that's what makes Achilles break down and feel feel bad about what he's done when, you know, the king comes to him and and that speech that Peter O'Toole gives, it's just, it's so good. It's so good. And of course, again, like me latching on to the romance and anything, I'm like obsessed with <laughs> oh, the whole yeah. kind of Romeo and Juliet love affair of Briseis and Achilles. So D- yeah, does definitely. that hold up to you? I mean, that was the thing that it never really popped for me. That that romance no? never really did it for me. I, I never felt like, you know, we should really wage a war based on this. <laughs> I, I, I never felt like it was worth Worthy of, of of the the scope of the movie. Oh. I know we have to have it. Just I I never I've seen a lot of Brad Pitt romances where I'm like, yeah, I need this to work. This was not one of them, Lucy. Well, I felt like I think I feel like that romance between Briseis and Achilles, however short it was, was more impactful than the main romance that kind of leads to all of this between Helen oh, yeah, and Paris. I'll give you that. That's <laughs> fair. It was yeah. the best in the movie for sure. Dude, Orlando Bloom's Paris pisses me off so bad. I'm it like, you started like this it. shit. Everybody died because of you. You're yes, also a and bad you get actor. To survive. You get to survive, and you get a you get a shoot, which is cheating. Okay, you shoot the greatest warrior with arrows, which easy kill. Okay, not cool. And and he goes off in the end, and that really affected me when I was younger. When I first watched, I was so angry. Yeah. And um, I was in love with Orlando Bloom, too, because of the Me Lord of the too. Rings. So I was oh, like, Legless, you effing <laughs> bastard. Lucy, Lucy, we need to get to the bottom of this. What, what is your hatred with Orlando Bloom stemming from? Well, first off, I think it's because I was betrayed. Because when I was in, I forget, maybe high school, I watched the Lord of the Rings movies, immediately was like, Legless is my boyfriend. I'm going to meet him and marry him one day. So I had He's an not actually an elf. You I know. Known so... So then I rewatched The Lord of the Rings because I do it every year. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, oh, you're actually like the worst part of this movie. Really? So there's, so there's a betrayal, I think, that I had to go through and, and kind of wake up. And so when wow. I see him in this movie, I'm like, okay, we've got Peter O'Toole killing it. We've yes. got Eric Bana killing it. Brad Pitt is doing his Brad Pitt thing and killing it for the most part. Um, we've got Sean Bean as Odysseus killing it. Everybody's killing it. And then there's Orlando Bloom, who is kind of, in my mind, like playing himself. You know, he sucks. And then he's also Paris. So it's just, I'm very angry about it. And, oh, and he's doing the legless thing where he's like, it's a blood moon. There will be lives shed today. But he's like, Helen, I must go and fight for you because I ran away the first time. You're just like, shut she doesn't up, even, dude. And she doesn't even believe him. No, <laughs> like, no, this relationship is bad. Like okay? the way he talks about, like when they're in that scene together and he's like, I will fight for your honor. I'll fight for you. I'll fight him for you. And she's, she's like, just like, sure. Yeah, yeah like her she's face like, is all like, sure, dude. Yeah. She's like, you're a wife stealer. Uh, I, even though I was the wife and I was okay. down. 
Have you're you not trustworthy. My exes. Which oh, okay. Brendan Gleeson is good. Yeah. Brendan Gleeson's great in this movie. Sean Bean's great in this movie. There, there's some performances to take away from it, and and like yeah. we talked about with Edward Zwick making. Legends of the Fall feel as epic as he does. I think Wolfgang Peterson achieves that for sure. Mm -hmm. Like this yeah. is a huge historical epic. I yeah. think that y'all are trying to get me to say that Rotten Tomatoes is right <laughs> by saying that it's up to 53% just based on how much fun you can have watching this movie. I can't get the movie there. I'm so sorry. I'm, I think this movie, I think I'm being nice as possible. I think this movie and Meet Joe Black should trade places. I think this movie goes down to 45% on okay. the tomato meter and Meet Joe Black I, goes up to 53%. I agree, but not with your scores. I think Troy is the lowest one out of these three films. I yes. think Meet Joe Black, it for me, is probably number two and then Legends of the Fall is number one. But they Janine, all need Janine wins the show. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Definitely. Of course. I she, yeah. Yeah, hers and, is and, and I think I think I got to pick the movie first. I think we were doing this episode, and I told Lucy like last year. I'm like, oh, when we do that, meet Joe Black's my movie, and then Janine yeah. comes in swinging with <laughs> Legends of the Fall, and I'm like, oh man, okay, I, I think I lost this hand here. So, um, oh yes. Final final thoughts on on Brad Pitt, just in general. Um, Lucy, did I get your favorite Brad Pitt movie of all time? By the way. I sort of said like a devil's own, but you know, oh, right. I'm gonna just, yeah. what I'm going to say keep is that? actually, well, Do you want to no, be on record I'm, as saying a de the no. devil's own is your favorite Brad Pitt no. movie? I haven't seen Tree of Life yet. I hear great things about it. I'd like to see that one because I love thinker. Terrence Malick. Yeah. I know. It's but a lot of work. I think for me, the most recent film where I was like, gosh, dang, he's a good actor and I love him was Ad Astra. That might be one of the top films for me from Brad. Like performance-wise, uh, okay. I got to yeah. see out Astra. I, I got to check that I out. Seen I do. Um, I, I just got a message um, delivered to me from uh, from a pigeon that is from Brian <laughs> Perez, our esteemed engineer, and it says he loved, and I'm saying loved Brad in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Uh, he's seen that movie ten times, which is a lot for Brian. It takes a lot to Brian. get Brian to a theater, and he's seen it ten times. And he said he's also great in Moneyball and Inglorious Bastards, and I would co-sign yes. both of those. And honorable yeah. mention, this is from Brian, honorable mention to his episode as ex-fat man Will Colbert uh, that hated Jennifer Aniston's character in Friends. Yes, so and good. so that was a great appearance. Great cameo, um, yeah. All-time great cameo. And, but he also has a great cameo in Deadpool 2 that lasts um, all of two, five seconds. But it's really, really funny. It is funny. <laughs> also, really quick, quick interjection here. Don't you think, speaking of Jennifer Aniston, I the whole time I was watching Meet Joe Black, I was like, oh, Claire Forlani looks like a combination between Jen Aniston and Angela. Don't Michelle. you do it. Oh, she did it. Mm. Yes. Mm. I see it mm. now. I see it now. <laughs> I was like, I really like um, that's your I, answer. I'd say Mr. and Mrs. Smith too. If I if I just need to put on a movie that's fun, Mr. Ooh, and Mrs. Yeah. Smith is so much fun to watch. One. Yeah. Um, but for me, I think the most repeatable Brad Pitt movie is, and this is going to be uh, not a shock to anybody is is Moneyball because you also get all the fun of his eating prowess in Ocean's Ooh, yeah. Eleven, and it's just more <laughs> junk food based because like Ocean's Eleven, he'll mix in some protein. He's having a shrimp cocktail in one scene, but he's eating in every scene in that movie, and he's also eating in every scene in Moneyball, but it's yeah. always, it, he's either drinking a beer or he's eating ice cream or Twinkies or some sort of snack chip. He is not a healthy person no. as Billy Bean in Moneyball, but man, that team played hard. 
His body and Troy says otherwise. Yeah. He's very healthy. <laughs> Did you guys see the cameo that he has in Lost City of D? Yes. Yes. So good. It's and fun. And Brad Pitt with that hair. I'm sad he doesn't keep that in real life. He I was can. like, you can take good. me. He can pull that off. Good. Yeah. I'm telling you, oh, yeah. as a guy who who recently celebrated a birthday, when you see him take his shirt off in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to fix that antenna, Ooh. it's like, this guy's how old when he's doing this? I got how many years before I got to look like that? It's a lot of pressure. You're on yeah. your way, sir. You're on your way. You're doing Thank well. you, Janine. <laughs> Just drink more Coors Light. That's <laughs> why Janine's and, one of my closest allies. Is she says things that she knows will never come true, but she's still... I know what you need to hear, buddy. Butter me up nonetheless. And <laughs> and to, to reciprocate that love, I have a couple Brad Pitt trivia questions. Are you two ready? No. Okay. Here we go. I, I think, I, I think here. we're going we're gonna to kick mailbag out for a couple weeks out, and then we're just going to do some Brad Pitt trivia, then call Let's it. Let's do it. Um, this is this is the only Brad Pitt movie trivia question I have. Uh, what is the the uh, first name of his character that's hitchhiking in Thelma and Louise? I want to say Johnny. Uh, that guess. might be right. He actually has he goes by initials. Is it J like W T or something? It G? is J D. Oh, JD so <laughs> is the roving hitchhiker. I'm just Thelma glad I got one letter. I, I think you and Janine teamed up, so I'm going to give you each a point for that. Your next one is in what state was Brad Pitt brought to us on earth by a stork? In what Missouri. state was he born? Missouri is Missouri. incorrect. Damn I was going to say California is... with a K. <laughs> was he born in Utah? He his family moved to Springfield, Missouri when he was very young, but he was actually born in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Gosh, dang it. Where Cuz I know I he's talked it, about the Ozarks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. he's I mean, he's pretty much that like the guy that you see growing up in River Runs Through It or Legends of the yeah. Fall. He's like That's that outdoorsy him. kind of type. So, your final question here. You each have a point. Um, can y'all tell me he's been he's won the coveted title of People's Sexiest Man of the Year twice. Can you tell me the years that he won it? I'm going to okay. go closest to the pin here. So just give me a year that you think he won it. 1996. Yeah, I would say 90, 97. Janine goes 97. All right. Shoot. He won it in 1995. Oh, wow. And he won it again in the year 2000. He was... The sexiest person of the millennium, uh, so for that year anyway. And then I think him and George Clooney, I think, have both won it twice. So they, they they've and they've had fun back and forth with yeah. that <laughs> title. So Brad Pitt and George Clooney, a bromance for the ages, and Brad Pitt, an actor for all times. So he's one of the biggest movie stars of all time. So we wanted to come on here and talk about some of his films that, if they're not the most talked about movies, we just wanted to deliver them justice if they deserve it. And I feel like Legends of the Fall was helped out by this show and i feel like troy and meet joe black were um you know also here so <laughs> they Hater. also showed up for the ride <laughs> and uh showing up today is our our, our two-pronged special guest of janine bryce and producing lucy producing lucy i think the kids know where to find you on this program each and every week doing the lord's work janine where can everybody find you and all your exploits i know that uh, it's a wonderful life it's a wonderful podcast it's it's like a feed so y'all get to talk about a lot of different stuff on there 
Yes. So we also have our YouTube channel where we have a brand new show, Monday Madness. Uh, I co-host all these shows with my adorable British friend, Morgan Robinson. Mm -hmm. Uh, Monday Madness, we just kind of have fun. We pick a random topic, discuss, play games. So it's a really fun time over there. And on the feed, we have um, Morgan Hasn't Seen Every Wednesday, where I force him to watch things he hasn't seen. I'll pick an (laughs) actor or a franchise or genre. Right now we're talking courtroom movies because dude has not seen Legally Blonde or what? my cousin Vinny. So Ooh. I definitely had to fix that. <laughs> I love that. That's a good genre. Yes. Are, yes. Is there is there a Brad Pitt hole in Morgan's viewing uh, history? Do we need to, to turn Morgan on to like, meet Joe Black? We or? might. I don't think he's seen any of these movies that we talked about today. We actually did talk about Meet Joe Black because we did an episode of our classic film show, It's a Wonderful Podcast, where we talked about <laughs> its origin film uh, from 1934, Death Takes a Holiday. Right. And we yes. watched that and Meet Joe Black to kind of do a comparative deja vu, we call it. Ooh. Um, so yes, every Friday we do that classic film show and sometimes we'll take a look at an original film and its modern remake and we did actually do that with Micho Black and Death Takes a Holiday so I, you can find that at the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed or the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel You're good I love at naming that stuff. <laughs> and it, it just it, let me I'm just going to give everybody out there a word of caution if you're in a bar and you see Janine and it's trivia night and they're talking about <laughs> classic movies just just leave just walk oh, no, out of the bar. You're, you're, you're not winning that. You're not winning the hundred dollar door prize that night. Janine's taking it. Um, Janine, do you have a movie or a streaming recommendation? Maybe it's a show you're watching. Anything that's currently uh, at the forefront of your brain when you're thinking in the world of entertainment. I'm I'm the type of person who doesn't really watch new things. I just kind of go back <laughs> and watch old things that I love. Um, so it's not new, but there's this great movie with Christopher Plummer called Remember. Um, him yes. and his retirement home friend, uh, um, Martin Landau, uh, they have this plan to go and like kill all of the kind of German uh, soldiers that killed their families in Auschwitz. But he has Alzheimer's. So he's going on this mission to do this, but he keeps forgetting what he's supposed to do. So it's a great tense thriller. Um, so I recently rewatched that the other day. Great movie. Check it out. Remember with Christopher Plummer. Yeah, and um, uh, Hank from uh, Br- Dean Norris is yes, in that too. Yes, and um, yes. it, that's a really, really cool. There's a lot of elements to that movie. It's a, yes. it's, it, it's a, it's a sneaky movie, but it's really, really good. So check out so tense, Remember. Really good. Yeah. And uh, you can follow Janine on uh, on Twitter, and and that's a, a great way to kind of get into uh, her whole world as far as the It's a Wonderful Podcast, the feed, the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, you can enjoy the Schmodown and her greatness in that uh, throughout many seasons of that show. And her Twitter is uh, Janine Dabeen underscore. So yes. you can go ahead and follow her there. And Janine, thanks so much for being on the show. I can't. It's hard to believe we've done a hundred <laughs> of these shows, and this is your first time. But please yeah. come back. Thank you soon. for having me. And, and educate me and Producey Lucy more, because as you can tell, we need it <laughs> um, next week. And Producey Lucy, thank you, too, for, for uh, you know, kind of wearing two hats today for producing and contributing My to pleasure. the Brad Pitt episode. Oh, it was easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Um, do you want to set so us nice. up for uh, do you want to set us up for for what the kids can expect from next week on this show? We're going to do Saw. Yeah. WWE Women's Champion Liv Morgan. Nice. So if you like horror movies, get in there. Get into and Spotify and Apple and have some happy listening. I have yet to see Saw. I know it's going to be a shock to a lot. Of, I've not seen one of the Saw movies, so I'm going to be watching Saw for the very first time 
to talk about it with Liv Morgan. Uh, and she has a big, I think SummerSlam is July 30th on Peacock. We'll get that for you when we uh, talk to her next week. In the meantime, that was Janine Bryce. I still know Janine the Machine, Janine DeBean, but she is <laughs> she she's a Janine for all seasons. That is producer Lucy, engineer Brian Perez, who's seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood more than just about any other movie. And for the whole gang here at Rotten Tomatoes, including my lovely co-host, Jacqueline Coley, I am the not-as-lovely Mark L. Thanks for watching or listening to this episode. And um, I don't know how to leave us with a Brad Pitt quote other than saying, I'm hungry. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.